Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. December 24, 2020. Christmas Eve. Regifting. Eggnog riots. Dunning-Kruger effect. And Advent. This is Awesome Today. Awesome Today is a daily show, even though it technically isn't every day. It is barely edited and sometimes offensive. It is a good show. Some might even call it awesome. If you are friends with someone who doesn't think this show is awesome, you deserve better friends. Hello, it's Christmas Eve. It's Christmas Eve. The eve of the Christmas. Yes. Christ's Mass. We that did. is what it means, all of you yeah. non-liturgical churches, non-Catholics. It actually stands for Christ's Mass. So if that's Protestantly offensive, then maybe you can be a season's greetings or happy holidays person instead. You've been saying Mass all these years and you didn't even know. That's right. We didn't know. We were duped. <laughs> I like how we're getting into this right at the top. Why not? It is an ed episode. We've been doing episodes that include Advent, for crying out loud. We are on the last day of Advent. Mm -hmm. How do you feel? I'm so ready. I've loved, honestly, many parts of it. I have loved. I did get very fatigued about the middle with the wait, just like we saw repeatedly from the people over history. Like, come on, man. Yep, exactly. You've really felt it. I feel like this year, more than any other year, you feel the like, sort of incarnation of the waiting. Of I really event. have. I yeah. really have. Good. It's good for you. It's good for your soul. Hey, not only is it Christmas Eve, want to know what else it is? Please tell us. It is, in fact, National Re-Gifting Day. Yes. This is annually celebrated, and I did not know this annually celebrated on the Thursday before Christmas. Which to me feels backwards. I would think, I don't know. It doesn't seem right. When do you think it should be? Well, I would I would want to get all of my gifts taken care of. Mm. Then be able to go through them all to determine, okay, what's getting given away. Okay. Yes. I see what you're saying. Well, this particular holiday, mm -hmm. if you want to call it that, 
Developed in response to office parties, research actually shows that 40% of office party gifts are regifted. Now, I that would, makes sense in terms of the timeline. Here's my question. Mm-hmm. I feel like that sentence is a little ambiguous because are they saying 40% of the gifts that you get at an office party have been regifted or 40% of the gifts that you get at an office party you will go on to regift? What they're pointing to specifically is that 40% of what is received will be regifted. Okay. They did not study to find out, to my knowledge, how many of those were regifted to begin with. Okay, yes. If you wanted to look at the, uh, what's it called, fruitcake phenomenon, um, I would guess there are, the fruitcakes would hold the record of things that have been regifted the most, and over years and years of time, because they never go bad. I don't like that idea. Uh, John Kyle was requesting a fruitcake this year. I told him I didn't think it was going to happen. We'll see. We'll see. Well, we do have the state of Colorado to thank for this particular holiday, as they are the ones who instituted it in 2008. Way to be innovative, Colorado. Thank you for that. Now, there are, of course, are rules around the etiquette of regifting. Hopefully, anybody who does regifting. It should not be a hillbilly free for all. It should not. No. Don't. Don't go read Reddit stories and think that that's how regifting should happen. I will tell you that as a young child, I was probably five or six, it came to be Christmas Eve and I realized my sister and I, who's 14 months younger than me, we, we operated with one brain. We realized with great horror that we had not given our parents any gifts. We hadn't bought any. We were children, small children. So we took plaques off of the wall and wrapped them up to give to our parents. Good work. One of Good them, work. One of them being, in fact, a picture of Jesus, uh, the artist's imagination of Jesus, of course. Yes, yes. And uh, to this day, it is the source of much ribbing, the year that we wrapped up Jesus to give to my dad. You can create well, your own year there. could there be? <laughs> so the rules, the etiquette, it centers around two main concepts. First of all, one, you need to make sure that the gift remains in new condition. That is bare yes. basics. Packaging. Yes. Removal of price tags, all the things as though it were an original gift. Now, the second one I have a question mark about. Mm -hmm. The second is that you respect the original giver by not letting them find out that you've regifted. Yes. Especially avoiding regifting back to the original giver. Yes. That's all fair and fine and good. Do you think that you should ever, under any circumstance, let the new recipient know that what they're getting is actually a regift? Holy moly. Instead of branch fall. Exciting times. Um, According to what I read, the only time you would let them absolutely know is if there was any concern that they might somehow spill the beans to the original gifter. Yes. That, yeah. Okay. So. To me, the, the etiquette and like the personal dynamic, the relationship dynamic is the only reason to feel weird about regifting. Otherwise, I think it's perfectly fine and good, mm-hmm. and it's good for the planet. It's good for your pocketbook to do some regifting. I, I would think that, because uh, I'm still living in your other question. Yeah. I would think it, it would certainly as well depend on the receiver of the regift, because some people, I would think the less close you are with them, the more appalled they might be at the concept okay. of it. Yes, that's fair. But for a close friend to be able to honestly communicate with them, hey, I got this. And it's not something I will use, but I thought of you when I saw it. And I've done that with my best friend, Catherine. Mm-hmm. In fact, um, for her birthday present this year, I had a collection of things as 
the recipient of many sponsor gifts on Sorta Awesome. I collect things that I'm just like, they come from nice sources, but they're not anything I'm particularly going to use. So I kind of put them in a little gift box in my closet. And so this year I kind of shopped from that thing, but I did tell her, I said, these are all sponsor gifts and she was totally cool with it. And she loved everything I gave her. Perfect. So that's what I'm saying. Sometimes in fairness though, sponsor gifts, kind of a sexy sound. Yeah. Everybody wants the freebie, right? Yeah. And so to be able to, she feels like she's in the club now. That's a fair point. I I like that insight. If if you were, I don't know, like, hey, FedEx accidentally shipped this to me and I never notified the neighbor it should have gone to. That's going to be a different dynamic. That's sketchy. I would never do that. You'd never tell someone you did that. We almost had a... A uh, gaming console thing for that was shipped to us. Uh, it was a game, I think. A, a game. game, okay. Yeah. It was for a neighbor. We accidentally opened it. It was hilarious because the, that same day, yes, like back to back, we'd been given the neighbor's package. They got our package. We kind of met out in the street. Yes. What, what was it that? I can't even remember what they it had was. of ours. I feel like it was maybe something that was coming to AJ. So there was some panic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, well, hey, get yourself some milk. Cream, sugar, whipped eggs, spices, because today is also National Eggnog Day. I sure will not. You don't like the eggnog? No. Have you ever liked it? Never. The first time I ever tried it, I was like, I literally, I had that gag reflex moment. To this day, I can't even smell it Hmm. without feeling gaggy. I, I will say, in all fairness... I've never had boozy eggnog. My yeah. friends who enjoy eggnog assure me that if you have the eggnog as it's meant to be with full alcohol, it's more tolerable. It's just, I can't... The it probably th- thins it down a lot. Yeah, the thickness is unacceptable to my constitution. I used to love it as a kid until uh, one, one holiday season, I revisited the fridge multiple times in a row. I believe, of course, drinking it directly from the carton. And I had so much that the heavy concentration of spices in it kind of upset my constitution. Yeah. And since then, I've just been like, no, nah, 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 I don't want it. You drink that for your whole life? Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, in 1826, at the U.S. Military Academy in West Point, New York, we have eggnog riots. Of course. Also not? known as the Grog Mutiny. Sure. And sure enough, the riots had begun on Christmas Eve after cadets had consumed excessive amounts of eggnog made with smuggled whiskey. They certainly did. The riots even carried over into Christmas Day before they were fully quelled. I am 43 years old. I have never heard this little uh, anecdote from American yes. history. It is hilarious. They hit the eggnog it's, it's way fitting. too hard. It's fitting. It was a bunch of college kids, yep. right? Mm-hmm. And it was 1826. So. Well, and hey, there's no booze that's sweeter than smuggled booze, right? That's for sure. We've mentioned this briefly on the show before, but I'd like to mention again that in 1955... What's happening? We got a package. Now you got to start over and you made me edit. I'm okay. not editing. Just read. Okay, 1955, NORAD's Santa Tracking Service began. We've talked about this before. We've talked about it. It's a big moment in American history. It came about because of a printing error in a Sears catalog. The phone number provided by Sears for children to call and talk to Santa was incorrect. It actually rang a super secret 
foam line for the Continental Air Defense Command Center. Only two people on the planet had that phone number at the time. What a misprint. Right. What are the right. chances? The uh, I recall the gentleman who was in charge of that facility discussing, you know, the phone ring, which was a shock. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like the bat phone that rings a few times an episode. No, no. It, it If it ever rang, it was a big deal. Yes. And it never had rung, and all of a sudden it did, and he... He answers panickedly, and it's a kid who's not having any part of the fact that he's not Santa. Right. And then the calls just keep pouring in. They just keep it coming, and now we have NORAD Santa yeah. tracking. Well, in 1958, just a few years later, a study showed that at that time, while Americans possessed 50% of the world's telephones, that we only rated third in usage. That's significant. Yes, it is. Believe it or not, it's those chatty Canadians who topped the chart, averaging 497 phone discussions per year. Yay. It's so cold. What else are you going to do? I guess, and that would make sense, that Sweden was next with 491, U.S. at a distant 460. Mm -hmm. That's right, yeah. All right, here's an interesting interesting moment in history in 2009 not that long ago not that long ago while he was celebrating mass on christmas eve in saint peter's basilica pope benedict Mm -hmm. who has a special title now and i can't remember it pope emeritus emeritus probably is knocked over completely knocked over Mm -hmm. by a female spectator more actually more pulled over oh my The woman, who is said to be unstable, had managed to grab him by his vestments before a security guard had been able to overwhelm and stop her. A.K.A. tackle. Yes. That same woman had tried to jump on the Pope the prior year as well. Yeah. Vatican security, where were you on that? You got the whole freaking Swiss guard there. What what are you guys doing? You think you're all hard and then you let a... a addled woman jump on the Pope twice? Twice! Same woman! I mean, we've got... Popes just fairly not that long before that have been shot at. They ride around in cars with bulletproof glass. And here, yeah. right in the middle of celebrating the Mass, you're just going to let all mayhem break loose. Well, apparently they did. Uh, plainly, what this all shows is regardless of station, you can't trust a Catholic. Obviously. Speaking of Catholics, Mass... And all of that. What is, What are the daily readings today? Well, this is the Thursday of the fourth week of Advent. It makes sure to note in the liturgy, this is Mass in the morning because this evening, Christmas Vigil Masses will begin. Yeah, that's why today's Christmas Eve, even though we celebrate the entirety of the day mm-hmm. as Christmas Eve, all of this is based on, it actually goes back uh, originally to Jewish culture where the liturgical day, if you will, begins the evening before. Look at you. I, every once in a while, I know something. You know a lot of things. So many things. It's like for everything. Remember the the well, lavalier I'm, lights? I'm a little, uh, no, louvered. Louvered. <laughs> louvered light covers, yeah. <laughs> They're not lavalier lights mm-hmm. at all. Yeah, but I, you're making me nervous because of something we're going to cover later. Oh, okay. Can we talk about what louvered lights are, though? Well... Time we pulled up to a, this was a few weeks ago. We pulled up to a stoplight and we were talking about how some the the sun was shining at just the right angle that on some stoplights you couldn't see what the light was. And then we pulled up to one where it's easier to see, and you're like, "Well, that's because they have louvered lights." And I was like, what, "Number one, what is that? And secondly, how do you know a little bit of something about everything on this planet? How it's 
my mind, if there's something that's not important and my mind stumbles across it, grabs a hold of it like a, a pit bull and it won't let go. If it matters, gone. I don't know my own phone number. People ask me where I live. I'm like, I don't know. Can I call my wife through the saved phone number that I don't remember and ask her? License plate number. I think I somehow managed to, most of the time, remember my social security number. When it comes to my bank PIN number, I can only remember it if I don't think about it. And I just like mechanically punch the keypad. But if I think about it, I'm done. Oh my gosh, I love you so much. It's a terrible mind. It's a beautiful mind. Literally, Literally like the movie. Yes. So it's the Thursday of the fourth week of Advent Mass in the morning. We are at the final day of Advent. I know I mentioned that already, but here we are. Second Samuel chapter seven, selected As I verses. glanced across, I thought that said King Kong. I'm glad that's not what it says. <laughs> you can tell there's a lot of King Kong in our house. You've been spending way too much time with Mac. Yes. Although if you try to call it King Kong to Mac. Yeah, it's just Kong. It's just Kong. When King David was, if this sounds familiar, it's because we just had this. Yes this storytelling um, at the Sunday Mass, I believe. When King David was settled in his palace and the Lord had given him rest from his enemies on every side, he said to Nathan the prophet, here I am living in a house of cedar while the ark of God dwells in a tent. Nathan answered the king, go do whatever you have in mind for the Lord is with you. But that night the Lord spoke to Nathan the prophet and said, go tell my servant David, thus says the Lord, should you build me a house to dwell in? It was I who took you from the pasture and from the care of the flock to be the commander of my people, Israel. I have been with you wherever you went, and I have destroyed all your enemies before you, and I will make you famous like the great ones of the earth. I will fix a place for my people, Israel. I will plant them so that they may dwell in their place without further disturbance. Neither shall the wicked continue to afflict them as they did of old, since the time I first appointed judges over my people, Israel. I will give you rest from all your enemies. The Lord also reveals to you that he will establish a house for you. And when your time comes and you rest with your ancestors, I will raise up your heir after you sprung from your loins and I will make his kingdom firm. I will be a father to him and he shall be a son to me. Your house and your kingdom shall endure forever before me. Your throne shall stand firm forever. So again, we have God coming, this again, we've just had this reading recently, but mm -hmm. this idea of God is like, you want to build a house and a palace for me, and that's great, and I see you in that, but I am going to come and actually be incarnate amongst you, and I will come through your lines, run from your loins. I will come to my people, dwelling among them in a way that's even better than having a palace for the Ark of the Covenant. I'm sending the covenant embodied to you, my people. Now, of course, it would be centuries after David that this happens, but to David, this prophecy comes. Yes. yes. All right. The responsorial psalm is from Psalm 89. You want to read that one? No. All right. For I will ever sing the goodness of the Lord. That reminds me of the time that uh, <laughs> our free steps, if you wanted to do one of the readings at Daily Mass, you're like, <laughs> yeah, no, I pass. That, we've told this story I know, before. we've told it. It's just funny to I me. was honest with you. No, you were no. honest with me just now. Don't, don't. I have a reason, okay. my, the allergies. So it's been cold here, and then it kicked up, what was it, 70 in the last couple days, and the wind is blowing like a banshee, and my allergies are in high gear. I can't hardly That's fine. focus to read. It's fine. I just, it's so funny to me. It just reminded me of that one moment when you're like, yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. Oh. I'm glad you find my honesty humorous. I find it delightful. 
For I will ever sing the goodness of the Lord. The favors of the Lord I will sing forever. Through all generations, my mouth shall proclaim your faithfulness. For you have said, my kindness is established forever. In heaven, you have confirmed your faithfulness. This is a quote from the Lord himself. I have made a covenant with my chosen one. I have sworn to David, my servant. Forever, I will confirm your posterity and establish your throne for all generations. He shall say of me, you are my father, my God, the rock, my savior. Forever, I will maintain my kindness toward him and my covenant with him stands firm. So we take this prophecy given to David. We, we have the song of David in the Psalms here reflecting back, like, I know that this covenant will be fulfilled through me. Of yes. course, it wouldn't be in his lifetime or many lifetimes to come. I think he suspected yes. it would be his immediate um, successor, his son Solomon. Yeah, yeah. But that's not what happened. That's not what happened. Although Solomon did himself get to build a temple in the interim. Yes, that's right. That's right. Exactly. All right. So that brings us to the gospel. We are in Luke chapter 1. 67 through 79. That first chapter is lengthy. It is. Zechariah, his father, his father being the father of St. John the Baptist, mm -hmm. filled with the Holy Spirit. We don't often see that prior to Pentecost, but under the influence right. and inspiration of the Holy Spirit, Zechariah, the father of St. John the Baptist, says, prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, for he has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up a mighty savior born of the house of his servant, David. Through his servants, he promised of old that he would come and save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father, Abraham, to set us free from the hand of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in the darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace." And so here we have, again, Zechariah under the full inspiration of the Holy Spirit prophesying to his own son, mm -hmm. John, whom he could hardly believe was even going to be conceived and exist, saying, you are going to go and prepare a way for the Lord, the Lord we've been longing for, looking for, waiting for. He's coming and he's going to come through your preparation. Isn't that amazing? It's amazing. I like that. It truly has been from... The first day of Advent current, it has been a repetition. Yes. Same thing. Now, sometimes it's a repetition through history. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's an absolute repetition of the same passages, mm -hmm. even though mm -hmm. not often, just mm -hmm. a couple times that happened. Um, and that this has just been God's continuous reintroduction, trying to get the stubborn people to listen, to pay attention, to comprehend, right. to be patient, to wait, to stop trying to do it on their own. Yes. Um, and and then to finish here in this, all of this pointing through this huge transitional moment now into the new covenant Absolutely. or the beginning of it, which is arguably the arrival definitively in the upper room and right. after the crucifixion and resurrection. Yeah. 
So here we are. We did it. Here we are. We made it through Advent. You guys, thank you so much for going through the Advent readings with us this year. It has been deeply meaningful to us, mm -hmm. I believe. Mm -hmm. As we've gone through these readings, I hope it has been meaningful to you as well. Okay. Well, I do have something trending. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Do you like trending things? I love trending things. I like trending things. So we discussed yesterday. Festivus, yes. right? Uh -huh. um, well, I found an online resource that has served, they've acted as a repository for submissions that are airing of grievances. Mm -hmm. And so I captured a handful of these. Bring them on. That I thought were interesting. If you'd like, we can alternate however you want to do this. Okay. Number one, my husband thinks quarantine means sitting on his butt and doing nothing. I guess he's been quarantined for 10 years now. Sick burn. Hateful. Hateful. That one was pretty harsh. Here's there, another one. There, none of them are soft. People who come to a theme park on a Saturday and then complain about how busy it is. That's a, that's a valid grievance. But you know your first mistake is just going to a theme park. Yeah, indeed. Um, there's no reason to stand while the plane is deboarding. It's it's collective peer pressure is the reason why people do it. It is, and everybody's standing with so their head kinked over, trying not to hit the luggage compartment. And there's no reason to do it, but you yeah. don't you feel weird when you don't stand up? You don't. I don't. I feel you empowered. Don't you don't feel you don't care about peer pressure, so I don't. I would require that I have friends that I would consider to be peers, and I only have the one friend, you, and you jabbed me in the ribs just now. I will pressure you to stand up the next time we fly together. I will not do it. I will get toddler legs. <laughs> Here's another one. Why can't dog owners walk their dogs on their own lawn? Just because they picked the poop up doesn't mean my lawn is now sanitary. Accurate. There's one in our front yard right uh, now. Yeah, I was going to say this is perfect timing. We have a dog walker. But also, I would never, and I mean literally never, walk our dogs through like me walking through someone's yard without a sidewalk there. Well, but you, they're on the leash. They're going to step off the sidewalk to crap in the yard. Well, that's true. I think that's what's being referenced. Okay. It's All not right. hillbilly it's not so America and it's just like, they just through the walk diagonally across my whole property. I see what they're saying, but yeah. okay. That's a little bit of a stretch for me. So we found out UFOs are real in 2017, and then the news just moved on. Can we talk about this for a few days, please? It seems like kind of a big deal. Festivus complainer, 
please come find me. I would love yes. to talk about this with you. Oh, can I have this one? Please do. This one is my absolute, I identify with this one deeply because I'm a big recipe searcher, creator, maker, all of that. Sure. And if you've ever been on these sites oh, yeah. and read through recipes and the reviews, you'll, you'll jive with this. I am tired of reviewers on allrecipes.com who substitute ingredients from the original recipe and then leave a bad review. Of course it's not going to taste good, Janet, when you used crushed grapes instead of sugar. Yep. Yes, thank you. Or even dates, if we're being honest. It's any of it. If it calls for sugar, use sugar. Yeah. It, well, try what you want, but don't come back and crap on the, the original poster's recipe because you tried something silly and it didn't work. That's true. All right, here's another one. Stop pulling down your mask to talk to me. I can hear you just fine. Which is deeply connected to, hey, the mask is supposed to also cover your nose, idiot. That's true. That one bothers me a lot. Sometimes when I've been talking, my mask does slip down, and then I feel so self-conscious that I have to yeah. pull it back up so But fast. it never, like, falls off your nose. It no, just slips down slips the bridge. Down. Yeah, 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 yeah. But still. I don't go around with my nose right. hanging out. Right, right. Uh, last one, you do it. Um, I liked this one just because of the randomness. Yeah. My shoes hurt, and I don't like car alarms. Very random. Can't argue with it, I though. feel like that was an old person. I feel like after we turn off our recording, you should air your grievances for Festivus. I don't have any other than just... I'm, I got a little bit agitated over the tediousness of the wait for Christmas, but that's about it. Okay. All right. Well, we don't have for Orlo. Watch, read, listen, life, style. We don't have directly a watch read listen what we have is two articles so I te technically they're reads i guess yeah. two articles that we'd found stumbled across that were in psychology today yes thought we'd talk about those a little bit because they're interesting the first one is the dunning kruger effect yep what is this it's a cognitive bias where people wrongly overestimate their knowledge or their ability in a specific area. Now, this tends to happen because of a lack of self-awareness. They don't really understand how bad they are. Mm -hmm. It prevents them from accurately being able to assess their own skill level in yeah. an area. Okay, so this so, is so you've you've come in contact with this many yes. times in your life. You just didn't know it had a name, the Dunning Kruger effect. This is what Kruger you were referencing earlier when you said I knew a little something about everything. Yeah, you were ultimately saying I'm still an idiot that overestimates my ability no, because no. of Dunning Kruger. No, 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 no. Um, but in not, any event, right and we know here. that's true. It's no, okay. No, it's I too nice to that. say it, but it's what she meant. No. In 1999, it was uh, David Dunning and Justin Kruger who tested participants on their logic grammar and sense of humor and then as they then in the aftermath uh they'd asked before showing anybody how they'd scored i don't even know if they actually did ever right. show them how they scored yeah they just simply asked people to rate where they believe they scored ah, on all of those things okay and what they discovered is that the bottom quartile and even especially like the bottom 12th they wildly rated their skills above average, far above average. Mm -hmm. um, a few statements from the researchers. Boy, the wind is blowing outside so hard. I hope that isn't coming through too strong on the mic. Um, quote, those with limited knowledge in a domain suffer a dual burden. Yep. 
Not only do they reach mistaken conclusions and make regrettable errors, but their incompetence robs them of the ability to realize it. This is like one of the most powerful statements in this whole yeah. article, I think. They lack metacognition or the ability to examine oneself objectively. In fact, those who are the least skilled are also the most likely to overestimate their abilities. This is the the actual plumber yes. in the small town. It's given stock tips. Given stock tips. And that's one example, but I'm sure if you've ever lived on this planet for very long, you've met people who genuinely believe that they can do a thing beautifully well that they right. absolutely 100% cannot do. Yes. But it doesn't stop them from doing it. It doesn't stop them. And it's not limited to any one thing. It's It could be literally any field of knowledge mm-hmm. or even any physical skill. Yes, totally. Go go watch YouTube. <laughs> and, uh, that, and that reminds me of a perfect case of this. So <laughs> sometime back... Uh, I was forced to try my hand at just a, a minimum amount of home remodeling. Yes. And I was I was looking to install a shower kit, uh, which they make some pretty cool shower kits out there. Yep. We need we have a, a very small bathroom, so we needed a, a specific kind of corner shower kit to make things work. Yeah. And so I go to the YouTubes and I'm watching videos and I found a lot of great ones. That's ultimately what made me able. But I also found one, and this guy had started his own channel at the encouragement of his granddaughter. He'd started his own channel, and the first several videos were him putting in a corner shower unit for her in her apartment, um, which I didn't know was legal to do things like that in an apartment that you don't own, but evidently it didn't bother them too badly. And it it hurt, but I couldn't stop watching. It was It was more fascinating than a NASCAR accident. Just, oh man, all the stuff. He'd, he'd come across a pipe that he didn't know what it was, so he'd just cut it off and cap it. <laughs> oh, this, can't, this can't be functional. Cuts it off, caps it, oh. covers it up in the wall, or just leaves it protruding Don't with it. like a piece of styrofoam on it so it didn't hurt anybody. No. He, gets, he goes ahead and he, he plums in the shower head. And then he does the sheetrock work and all that to, to get it back. And then he goes in and he puts up the sidewall pieces to, because uh, you don't want shower water hitting sheetrock. He gets all that up. And when he gets all done, the shower head is literally exactly even with the outside wall of the shower, but pointed not back in the shower. No. And so he twists and bends stuff around, doesn't, you know, doesn't replumb anything, twists, bends it around, aims it in there. And the whole time through, He's, I mean, he's presenting as though it's an instructional video to oh, teach you no, 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 how no. to put your shower in. No, no. So this is a, this is a perfect example of this. Oh, I hate it. It's so scary. It's so dicey. Um, but yes, it's actually true. The, the more expertise, the more likely they, oh, wait, the paradox is that the more expertise you acquire in something, the more likely you are to have less confidence. Yes, the, the tables turn. And the reason yeah. being is because the more the more that you study something, the more you begin to realize the true total pool of knowledge within yeah. that field. When you've just done a quick skim, you, know, you can walk away thinking, well, 
man, you know, I just learned 90, 80% of yeah. whatever there is to know, but it's only with further learning that you see how much more there is. So your confidence actually falls when you are, in fact, more competent. Yes, that makes sense. And we're going to talk about that in a second. But the reason we wanted to talk about Dunning-Kruger effect right now is because we know you all are going into the holidays mm -hmm. again and those of you who are gathering with family may in fact bump up against your friends and relatives who have this effect going on in an area of your, their lives. Now you are equipped in understanding the metacognition failures yes. that are leading them to believe they can superiorly, that's not really a word, but let's go with it, do the things that you for a fact know they cannot do. You could even take some modicum of pleasure in offering the smug yes the smug response to their explanation of oh you must be a student of dunning and kruger aren't you i know you are i know you've read their stuff i can tell and they'll of course they'll claim they have of course okay. which will make it that much more sweet now one way you can make sure that you yourself are not falling into dunning kruger effect is to evaluate yourself mm -hmm. have some self-awareness dig further into the subject matters to determine just how much more there is to know than you currently know yeah. about it. Yeah. Now, there is there is a weakness on the opposite side of this as you, you know, maybe you're, you're self-conscious to this. Yeah. Uh, because it is so irritating to you and others. Or maybe you find yourself uh, having explored a few things in depth enough that even though you do hold a superior level of knowledge and ability in that area because you realize how much more there is. You you have this lowering confidence and you even could enter into imposter syndrome. Yep. Yeah. Do you want to talk about this? Well, I thought we both would. If you're going to fumble around and not oh, read the notes, I guess I can. This is really hard for me. I told Kyle well, before. Well, I'll we talk to it and then I'll pick on you in a loving way. Okay. You want me to read the intro to it? That's fine, yes. This hits close to home. It's Imposter syndrome is the low and constant rumbling of insecurity, fraudulence, or self-doubt that strikes successful individuals. It often rears its head right after an especially notable achievement. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There's kind of three main categories, if you will, of this. One is the just pure feeling, I'm a fraud. It's the fear that you will be revealed or unmasked. Sure. If anybody asks just enough questions, yes. surely you'll be, you'll be outed. Um, the second is the it's just luck yes. perspective, uh, which could also manifest as, hey, I'm not, I'm not really that smart or talented or qualified. I just work really hard. Can I give two examples from my distant past about this from my own life? You may. Number one, I did go to school on a full-ride scholarship in English. When people would congratulate me on this, I could not handle it. Mm -hmm. I would honestly be like, I just was lucky. It's pure luck. I then also did graduate from college with a 4.0. And again, when people would be like, that's so great. You graduated with a 4.0. I'd be like, I'm just, it was, I just worked really hard. Just I slept nice. with my professor. Stop it. I never said that. And I did not do that. Well, I did. I slept with her professors. That's how she got the 4.0. <laughs> they said, if you'll keep him out of my office forever, you can have an A. And you agree. Actually, I didn't actually sleep with him. I just showed up in sexy clothes and they called you and like, get him out. Yeah. You can have the A. Get him out. 
but truly I just, I would just say like, I would, I could not accept anything other than I'm just lucky. It was pure luck. Mm-hmm. I had the right professor at the right time. I worked really hard. I wrote my essays. I studied hard, blah, blah, blah. And that was You that. want me to bring up one for you? Okay. Because this is something we talk about a lot because I, now I do this too. And let me finish. Let me finish the okay, third point more, and then yeah. we'll come back. So the third one is the, oh, this old thing. Mm-hmm. Which is, it's the inability to take a compliment, downplaying the honor, either in the complexity uh, of an accomplishment or in the sincerity of the one offering it. You could go either direction there. Yeah. Uh, so, well, you know, yeah, I got a four point, but it was at this at this crappy university. Uh, nobody's ever flunked out of there, you know. Downplaying the accomplishment. It's not true. It's not true. No, my own brother flipped out there. Well, but your own brother also graded out as a genius and went to work for the government with top secret clearance and stuff, right? I know. We have this because I recognize it in you. You recognize it in me, but we see it differently. Okay. You, I feel like you live harder in number one, that you think you're a fraud. Yeah. And then you bleed into number two that it was for sure. It was just luck. Yeah, I'm, I'm the bottom oh, of two. Oh yes, I'm more heavily into downplaying the whatever it was that I accomplished. That, that it was really not that big of a deal to accomplish it after all, or that the other person's just shining me on or whatever. Um, and then I'll I'll lean into the hey I I'm not all that much. I just work hard. Well, yes, and you do have an incredible work ethic, which I can see how that would sort of feed into imposter syndrome um, tendencies because you do work really hard, but the fact is that you're also extremely brilliant. And thank you. Uh, you have I just accepted it. I just said, thank you. And that, that's good. It hurt. I had to bite my tongue. Okay. You are extremely, extremely brilliant. And you're also very talented in the areas that you work and you do work hard. You're, so I can see you're how you're trying, hide under it. You're trying to talk a lot so I don't get to bring out the second one. Okay. Because you and I have had this conversation a lot um, in the last months, even since we began podcasting together, where I've repeatedly pointed out to you, hey, before podcasts were even common enough that people understood anything about it, somehow with no resources and no instruction, you went out and just figured out how to transition from a blogger to a podcaster and and built this whole thing. Um, That's pretty amazing. Uh, that's really amazing. Thank you. And it's a huge accomplishment and there's no way you can play it off and nobody's going to discover that you faked it, that you didn't do it, that it was <laughs> bullshit. It's, it's legit. So take that. Okay. Now you can battle this imposter syndrome. Um, the things that you would do mm-hmm. to combat it is one, know that it's normal. Mm-hmm. Know that it's normal. It's not, you're not a weirdo. Everybody in some way, shape, or form probably deals with this, unless they're so far into the Dunning Kruger effect that they're just, they've got all the answers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can and should take some time to really remind yourself of the things that you have accomplished. Mm-hmm. No shame in that. Um, you can talk through these things with a friend or a mentor or mentor however you want to pronounce it. Okay. Not a mento. That's a breath mint. Yes. They don't talk back. But they do taste good. They do taste good. You could become a mentor or a teacher because in that role, in the role of teaching, you will yourself begin to realize how much you actually know. Yes. Or how much you don't. You might, 
you might discover you were Dunning-Krugered all along. But more often, more likely than that, you're going to see, yeah, I actually know a few things. Mm-hmm. Um, remember that it's okay to not know something. Yeah. And to admit that yes. to people, that it's fine. Yeah. Um, of all people, in the last handful of days, I ended up watching a, a video listening to the, the conversation. It was a speech that uh, Jesse Ventura gave, who was a, what, I can't even remember what offices he held. Uh, I remember him. Governor of one of the. I think that's right. He was Upper Midwest. Governor. I remembered him because before that, he was a a pro wrestler, and then he helped develop that whole industry. Yes. Um, So you'd think he's a meathead, all that. Uh, He's not. He's actually a a very intelligent guy. Mm -hmm. And... I thought I thought it was so refreshing as I listened to him talk to I think it was Google is who he's given the talk to. He told them, you know, when I when I ran, I one I refused money from super PACs. You know, all that all that I would accept was like these pittance of donations from individuals, but nothing from from anybody that would make me beholden to them in any way. He said when I went into give any type of, participate in any kind of debate, give any type of a speech, any of that. I took zero notes with me, no notepad, no anything, because I've always believed that if you're not lying, it's not that hard to remember what to say. Mm. And there's something to that. His last statement, which is what triggered all this, was that he had recalled very early in one of the debates that he'd been in, somebody asked a question and he said, you know what? I don't know. And at first there were hushed gasps from the critics and then the crowd broke into wild applause. And as soon as it died down, he said, he followed through to say, but if it's important, I'll learn it. And then the mm-hmm. crowd went apeshit crazy. And of course he gets yeah. elected. Yeah. And he's, he's about as an eccentric of a dude that there could ever be. But people resonate mm-hmm. with that. They don't, other than weird internet culture where nobody has to face you, you don't get canceled because you admit you didn't know something. Exactly, yes. Um, and then the last one, and this one uh, this one even came, was, was cited to, uh, oh my goodness, uh, Tina Fey. Tina Fey, yes. 30 Rock. Mm-hmm. Um, and something to the effect of, you know, hey, always remember that to some degree everyone else is an imposter too. Mm-hmm. And we've had this conversation a lot as you look around in this world of professional designations. Yes. Um, and I think even Elon Musk has spoken to this in the past to say he, he's almost immediately distrustful of anybody who has the designation because they are just so much garbage now. Yeah. Yep. Other than obviously PhD might be an important one if, uh, or MD or yeah, yeah. things like that. Yeah. I think that's really good to remember. Listening to Conan O'Brien's podcast has helped me remember that too, because he really does a good job of getting, especially, you know, celebrities, comedians to talk about their own insecurities and their own like doubts that they've had about themselves. He talks about his own. And his own a lot. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, yeah. Well, that's lifestyle. Okay, here we go. What do you tell us about lifestyle? Today we took a trip to a fantastic liquor store in Oklahoma City, when we've been too many times, their selection is pretty breathtaking. It's a very large store. It's not just on the corner and caters to 
Right. Yeah. And many of the staffers there really know what they're talking about. Right. It's um, almost a, a requisite to remain employed. You, you yeah. need to be invested in the craft. We were buying some Christmas presents while we were there, and you wanted to pick out for your business partner and then for us mm -hmm. some cigars, which they have a beautiful selection of there, too. So I'm going to turn that over to you to explain. So cigars are interesting in that because it's made from a tobacco leaf, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. um, it needs to stay at a certain degree of moisture yes. or humidity, if you will, right. or it will dry out and become terrible and fall apart and lose flavor and all kinds of stuff. Yes. And so if you have... If you've bought, as a consumer, anything more than just one or two to smoke fairly soon, then you would require a humidor, which is, it's a humidity-controlled environment for your own personal one, unless you are lifestyles of the rich and famous. It's yes. probably the size, it's probably a shoebox or smaller yes. size, yes. and you'd keep a handful in there, and then fastidiously measure the humidity control addition or not of, of moisture into the environment to keep it prime. Yes. Well, when you're big time, if you were wealthy or if you went to a cigar bar or things like that, well, they have a walk-in humidor, just like a, a restaurant would have a walk-in freezer. Yeah. You have a walk-in humidor. Um, and they did, they did this one up nice. It, it looks sexy. It's glass walled. So you can see in wood trim, wood stuff everywhere. Man, when we when I walked in there, the smell was. I just I wanted to roll out a sleeping bag and live there. It was incredible. They uh, found a guy that was knowledgeable enough that walked me through at least in his experience, you know what he could tell me about things, and we picked out uh, several for my business partner. And then Meg and I have been talking lately about, hey, you know what? Uh, we ought to we ought to one of these days after a, a feast meal or after some type of celebratory event. Enjoy a cigar together. Yes. I've never smoked a cigar. And it's been maybe five years since the last time I had. And that five years ago was the first time that I'd had a proper cigar. Like everybody else, I'd had the, the terrible garbage that somebody gave away when they had their first baby or a terrible gas station Swisher Sweet cigar, crap like that. But several years ago was the first really nice one that I'd had with, with a, an excellent whiskey. Yes. And uh, yeah, they're, they're kind of a thing. Yes, I'm very much looking forward to this. I smoked a not small number of cigarettes when I was in college, cigarettes. Mm -hmm. but this is a totally different very experience. Different. Don't, I, don't inhale it. I'm Yes, he already, Kyle already made that clear to me. Yes. It is not for the inhaling, it's for the uh, just sort of enjoying within yeah. the mouth region. This is an art. An art. This There's is an art, art to it. If you have, if you're stumped for gift ideas. Yeah. Get somebody a, a a good little butane lighter, a cigar cutter, and a nice cigar. Um, hey, and be adventurous. If it's somebody close to you, get one for each of you and enjoy it together. Yep. Or don't enjoy it together, yep. but have the experience together yeah. and build a memory. We're about to do it. Yeah. Well, let's finish up with a bad gift. Or one, three, in fact. One last bad gift segment. Yes. Do you want these or do you want me to take them? I'll start. Okay. Again... To clarify, these aren't ours. So my mom got me, my brother, and my sister each a shower radio. Awesome. We all still live at home and only have one shower. That's weird. Yeah. 
She wanted just to make sure you could set it to your own stations. I guess. <laughs> she just found them on sale or something. That's probably more likely. Haphazardly yes. didn't think things through. Um, my aunt gave me a bottle of stool softener. That's never an acceptable gift. I do not care the circumstances. I, there's something. Nope. No, no, no. I'm not going to argue for it. Um, just slow your roll there, chief. Okay. I was just going to say the whole concept of stool softener is baffling to me. I've, I'm certainly familiar with a laxative, um, which is at least in my personal experience, it goes beyond soft. Yeah. It's like a complete change in sure. state of yeah. what's happening in that apartment or department. <laughs> I was going to say, well, I don't know I was, what apartment you've been living in. Well, I was going to reference the downstairs apartment. Oh. Uh, but I left out downstairs. Well, I will say as somebody who's had to have surgery four times to have children, they give you stool softeners after surgery okay. because the anesthesia makes it to where you have some blockage issues, but if you are, uh, well, let's, I don't want to go too deep into the weeds on this, but basically it would be unsafe for you to have a laxative because they don't want you to get in there and have diarrhea at the same time. Okay. You're recovering from a major abdominal. So you just want that middle of the road. Yeah. It's unpleasant. The very first time I had a C-section with Daisy, they acted like they weren't going to let me leave the hospital until I pooped. There's yep. a lot of pressure. I remember this. There's a lot of pressure on the pooping. Now, by the time I have Nico, which was all these years later, then they just basically wanted to make sure you were peeing okay and also passing gas. Yeah, well, and I believe their comment was, what, this is your fifth kid? You ain't going to poop right anyway. Get out of here. Is that inaccurate? That, that, was, that was the exact notes in my file. That's how I recorded it. I've still got it on my iPhone. Okay. Last one. You have to do this one. It's okay. man-oriented. Uh, well, we assume it is. The person didn't say that they were male or female. Fair. It says, my stepdad got me an electric razor. It was used and still had stubble inside. That makes me want to vomit on That's my shoes. That's pretty gross. That's a really... I hate it. It's not a good thing. It's something that you don't want to keep in yeah. your own possession. You're going to re-gift it next year at the office party. I wouldn't because you don't have the original packaging. Oh, that's what good etiquette requires. Yes. All right. I feel like we've exhausted everything that we could. Am I wrong? You are not wrong. Have I, have I, uh, what is it, uh, Dunning Krugered myself no, you into were... believing that? Did no. I, where is it? Where'd it go? Am I it's, saying it you're right? You're right, Dunning Kruger. Yes. Dunning Kruger effect. Here okay. we go. So I actually have the complete knowledge to say that we're done. You certainly do. Okay. Well, hey, have an awesome today. And Would a you... Merry Christmas. And a Merry Christmas. And a Happy New Year. We'll talk to you between now and then. Okay. By the way. Oh. By the way. Never mind. We'll cover it later. Have an awesome today, would you? Bye. Please do. Bye. <laughs> Don't forget to get all of your favorite Christmas movies watched. It is a moral imperative. Find Awesome Today and Sorta Awesome Media on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and literally everywhere podcasts are found. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack. 
for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.